Hi, this is John breaking in real quick just to apologize for the audio quality on my track specifically. We were trying to fit some more recording in while I was uh, on the move. And uh, I guess we're just going to have to figure out a a different system next time. Uh, My my old laptop just isn't going to pull it. Uh, The episode was a lot of fun to record, so I think I think it would be a real waste to just trash it. But uh, it is it is slightly lower quality to our already sort of like motley assembly that we have already. Uh, but I think, I think the content itself is, the, the content is great. Uh, so thank you for listening. I appreciate it and enjoy. Hi, I'm John. And I'm Paul. And this is the Minute Podcast. If you give a mouse a cookie, I'm pretty sure he'd write a book. But give us 60 seconds of footage and we'll tell you where to look. With a concept this simplistic, it's hard to say if it'll last. But give us just a minute, and we'll give you a podcast. The Minute Podcast. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode. As you probably already know, the Minute Podcast is where John and I uh, meet weekly to discuss a minute of media, either from television, movies, or somewhere on the internet, that a listener sends into us. And we discuss it, try to come up with our take on it, and uh, figure out really what's going on. John, what are we looking at today? All right, so today we are discussing uh, a clip from Donkey Kong Country. Uh, no, not the popular uh, video game series, but in fact, the animated series uh, that was popular during the 90s. Po- I feel like popular is probably the wrong word there. I, I was going to let it go, but yeah. <laughs> Great, and uh, this episode is brought to you by Dead Air. Visit your local Dead Air retailer or uh, deadair.com slash minutepod for a discount on your Dead Air subscription today. So uh, the first thing that we're going to go over is sort of what our level of understanding is of the thing we're watching. Uh, like, for instance, have we seen the seminal animated work known as Donkey Kong Country? Uh as for myself, uh, I, I have seen it. I did watch it as a kid. I love Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong is actually my favorite... Um, Video game character, probably, probably my favorite video game character. Donkey Kong for the Game Boy is definitely my favorite video game of all time. So I, I have a lot of love for it. However, this was not a show that was very... Uh, I didn't have a lot of access to this show. I think it was like Tuesday mornings at like 6 a.m. or something like that. So I only mm-hmm. ever caught like weird parts of it. Uh, and of course, I'm also familiar with the its vaporware sensation, uh, vaporwave sensation uh that that you in fact introduced me to so uh yeah no that's that's about it and i and i feel like we haven't really talked much about like what what the criteria is for the work that we 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 talk about here that's a fair uh, point yeah yeah uh but like we we don't really we're, the idea is that we're not really familiar with the work very much and i have to say like I'm familiar with Donkey Kong Country in the terms of, like, I am familiar with how it looks, and I remember some very small things. Like, I remember some of the characters' names, like King K. Rool and Donkey Kong and Diddy mm-hmm. and Cranky, but those are all things that I also could have just known from growing up in the 90s. Uh, well, that, that, that's definitely true, and I, I think, John, that I'm I'm pretty much at the same point where I recognize a lot of the characters here and have played some Donkey Kong games in the past, but uh, in terms of the show itself... I, I know very little. Yeah, it's it's not. I mean, 
you know, listeners, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that there's not a lot of, like, uh, you know, continuity in the Donkey Kong Country uh, animated series. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know that Cranky is supposed to be... I think, like, official Nintendo says that Cranky is supposed to be the original Donkey Kong, like, from the arcade game from 1981. Uh, Interesting, he's just retired. Yeah, no, and then Donkey Kong, the one with the giant tie and the, the, you know... We know who Donkey Kong is, yeah. (laughs) The sort of vaguely, like, grimace uh, expression. Uh, Yeah, he's Donkey Kong Jr., and then Diddy's just some rando that walked in on the set one day. Little monkey. Yeah. Right, so there well, is there is there is some continuity, but I don't think that has anything to do with what we're about to watch. Well, that's good, and that explains why I understood everything perfectly. Okay, there you go. Uh, right, so just a, a quick intro then to paint a word picture for the scene we're about to go into. The video opens on what appears to be an elderly translucent gorilla ghost hovering above a conveyor belt of some kind in a room full of barrels. Now, so <laughs> this is where I think that we're at some disadvantage with knowing the property. Mm-hmm. Does Cranky Kong look like a gorilla ghost? Like, like I mean, like, yeah, so, like, <laughs> he probably doesn't look like a gorilla. He, he looks terrifying, whatever it is. Especially, <laughs> as, no, specifically this iteration of Cranky Kong seems to be the most terrifying thing. Ima- like a sock puppet and like you know that dancing baby gif video that that's a weirdly baby. accurate it's weirdly <laughs> accurate as a description and it it's a strange animation choice but to anyone who's seen the show before they'll they'll know that the whole show is a strange animation choice that is true that is true yeah. <laughs> all right so uh are we going to get into uh sort of like a, a reading here do you want to do a reading i think we should yeah it seems like a good idea um all right i think i'll i'll play the titular cranky kong yes and and i will be playing the part of both dk and diddy uh i don't believe there's no there's no other there's no other speaking parts other than nope, that. just, so just be those both three. donkey kong and diddy kong i will try my best to make them seem distinguishable <laughs> <laughs> all well, right well, yeah, well, let's get into it then. Let's begin. All right. So so to set the scene, there's a ghost of Cranky Kong hovering above a, what looks like just a barrel on a conveyor belt. And mm. that is all we know. And, and it seems to be in a barrel factory, I assume. I don't know. There seems to be barrels all over the place. Well, we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you see, Cranky, all you got to do is push the rocket delivery button. I'm just a hologram. That makes two of us! Using the crystal. Diddy, put the, push the big red button. He can't. You can be here. You can be there. Anywhere. You can go any place you want to go. Don't you know? You're just an image of yourself floating in the air. Can't lift a thing. Can't even comb your hair. A hologram is like a telegram. You can send it anywhere, but you never go nowhere. You just, you gotta realize your limitation when you're just thin air. Gotta, cause Gru is a king. Hold on there, I'm not finished. Now where was I? Oh yeah. You can't peel bananas that you want to eat. You can't feel the ground with your own two feet. 
You can't even eat bananas. No. How many times do I gotta tell ya? You got K rum ah. A hologram is like a telegram. You can send it anywhere, but you're not really there. You can't touch anything. How much longer should I sing? Don't you understand that holograms can't push red buttons? Can K rules attack? And see. And see. Lovely. We didn't mention that Cranky Kong is supposed to be singing there a little bit, but without the full <laughs> accompaniment and the dance moves, I, I figured it was I'm, better just to go uh, spoken I, I just, I, I want to say I'm going to try hard to somehow get some of that music in there. Not not the singing, <laughs> but like the, the thumping. The th- <laughs> just a little bit into post. The EDM yeah. music, yeah, just a, little, just a little bit. Just a taste. God, it is just the strangest thing. Okay. It is. Well, what what can we say about this, John? What did we just what what's happening during this weird vocal exchange? This weird okay. song. So I, I'd like to pause it first. This is obviously one of those '90s PSAs that are required by uh, cartoons okay. uh, to to warrant the fact that they're not just trying to sell kids toys. They're also trying to teach you something. Okay. And the and the very sort of like Mister Rogersy sort of lesson that we're learning here. Is that holograms are incapable of, uh, you know, physical manifestations and you know mm-hmm. manipulation of their environment, and that you can't, in fact, touch. Uh, I feel like holograms come up a lot in the show. I don't, I don't know. If that's, I don't. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not. You're the no, only I mean, resident out of, expert. Out of like all four, out of all four episodes that we have of this, yes, mm. uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's. Um, it's special. I think I think that this is supposed to inform children that holograms mm-hmm. are incapable of touching things and manipulating your environment. All right, so we'll call that one potential lesson of the segment here. Now, the the first thing that I noticed, John, is that Donkey Kong appears to be trapped in a barrel. Was that the impression you got as well? I'm okay. I'm not really sure. He is well, okay, we at least know that Donkey Kong's head is in this barrel. True. Or or at least his eye is in this barrel, because there is a crack in the barrel, and we see its blinking eye. Mm. So, either animated head... The barrel seems very small for Donkey Kong. So, I, I guess it is true that it would be trapped in there. But he does seem to have a plan. I'm not really sure what the plan is. Is he well, supposed to... Like, is, is he going to launch out of the barrel? That's something from the games. But there's no buttons required. Well, I guess there is a controller. It's getting a little meta if uh, yeah, yeah, Cranky feel- <laughs> has to push a A button to launch Donkey out of the barrel he's trapped Trap in. if you believe! <laughs> right, so, so some other things that I noticed. Donkey Kong seems very upset about the fact that holograms cannot eat bananas. Did you get that <laughs> sense as well? I did. I also have an argument against that. I feel right. like th- this may be a PSA, but I think that they get a lot of information wrong about holograms. First off, holograms can do everything that he described that they couldn't do it's just that they can't do it they can visually do it the person sending the hologram can eat a banana and pull a banana they're more than capable of doing that well they they can eat holographic bananas exactly they just can't do it do it remotely like you can't yeah so like i feel like i feel like there needs to be some like subtext in here like like maybe at the end like Technically, holograms cannot manifest in physical locations remotely. However, you can, in fact, view a hologram eating a banana or touching the ground. There is no, why was he floating? If this is a hologram, 
Why is he floating in the air? Potentially, he should be standing someplace. Like, is he floating and then it's recording the hologram and then <laughs> of him it, floating? It's really all very unclear, but it, it raises the question for me of how do monkeys, <coughs> excuse me, or uh, gorillas have this hologram technology, first of all? And then how does Donkey Kong, who is the well, he's the, the hero of these sort of monkeys. I'm not sure if he's their leader in any real way. But he doesn't understand this basic monkey technology. And on top <laughs> of that, this scene also posits that their society not only has, but also... So they, they have telegrams, but beyond that, that they're some sort of antiquated form of technology. And yet they're still heavily reliant on barrels. And I, I just don't understand... <laughs> What is this world that we have a window into here? Well, I mean, I feel like maybe maybe it's that barrels have just a different use in this world. Mm. Like, like uh, I mean, it's obviously maybe does Donkey Kong sleep in the barrel? Is this like? It, I mean, again, like, is this a rocket? Is it supposed to be a barrel that's a rocket? They just didn't want to make that asset. Like, they just didn't want to have to three D three D model a rocket. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's entirely possible. Maybe it was also easier to animate the uh, holograms as floating, but that doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> no, no, because Cranky probably isn't floating unless, unless. Why aren't we talking about this levitation technology that the monkeys have and the apes and monkeys have, have managed to, you know, create? I mean, that, that's that's a fair question. But circling back to the topic of rockets oh. and barrels, yes. So. Donkey asks Cranky to push the rocket delivery button in a room full of barrels. So so does that mean that these are rockets disguised as barrels, or the rocket is the delivery mechanism for these barrels? For the bar- so are we getting back to drones and delivery methods and, like, Amazon somehow ruling? It all comes back to it, John. Yeah, obviously, like, they, there are some heavy, like, uh, you know... Uh, it's commentary on our modern society and our obsession with uh, procuring material goods as quickly it's, as possible. And some in this obvious case, undertones. Yeah. In this case, in this case, barrels full of, of gorillas, apparently. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> what can you even say about that? What? Okay, uh, <laughs> to, to get, get away from the deeper philosophical questions here, which we are not qualified to answer. No, certainly not. Cranky's dancing, yes, was a little bit intense. How would you yes. describe it? I would say, well, it was. It felt like. So, are you familiar with the? Uh, oh shoot, what is it? The British form of dancing known as, um, Morris dancing. Is it called Morris dancing? No, I don't yes, think I am. Morris dancing. It involves dancing with, like, bells on your legs and, like, a stick that I think you hit against something. I don't know. Huh. I just, it's a folk dance, I think, or, or a traditional form of dancing in, in the UK. And it and seemed reminiscent to that? It did. It, it felt sort of like Morris dancing to me. Uh, there was a lot of arms waving around. I feel like if you had two sticks in them, they'd be hitting one another. Oh, could uh, be, yeah. Yeah, and, and it, he certainly was moving his legs, uh... It de- okay, another question. This might mm. be a little too deep for this. Does it count as dancing if you're floating? 
I think it does. Yes, it does. Because I mean, I, like a leap in ballet is still dancing, right? Like it is, and also you can you can dance while seated. So why not dance while completely suspended via some sort of hologram crystal? I'm 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 not entirely sure. I agree with you that you can dance while seating, but I am willing to take. I'm willing to to seed that in order to move forward, so that we, okay. we don't so that we don't get bogged down in the uh, in the technical details of something completely unrelated. Well, then that's probably for the best. But I mean, you well, know, listeners, if if you want to get in on this, you know, at MinutePod, you know, tell us tell us your thoughts <laughs> on whether or not uh, seated can be dancing. A seated person can be dancing. And if if you take my side of the argument, please supply nothing but gifts of the Cosby Show showing seated people dancing that just um, sounds depressing well that's fair <laughs> when, I, when, when i when i saw the dancing i, I thought and we, we never mentioned this but during the musical number cranky is dancing inexplicably i mean the, the whole numbers without context so who's to say every camera angle every camera angle mm, mm-hmm. they, they but, love the fact that the camera is in fact an object in 3d space so they can just like zip it around wherever the hell they want move it at random yeah, and you get to see all of the random barrels piled around in this one room. <laughs> they really did make a hefty use of that barrel uh, yeah, animation. It's, or it's, a, it's a lot of, a lot of barrel assets that they just were like, nope, we're going to use the same wood texture on everything, and everything's going to be a barrel. <laughs> but, but I thought it, it looks sort of like um, the walk like an Egyptian dance if you only took one out of every four or five frames and used it, because he's very jerky. Oh, yes. I mean, maybe, maybe that has to do with the hologram technology, though. Maybe it's unfair for me to, you know, True. maybe in world that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it could also be that um, maybe this is a point where we can talk about some of the animation. Uh, like his mouth opening and closing is a horrifying black void <laughs> that mm. actually like clips out into like nothingness at certain points because of like some weird like clipping in the back of the throat. Uh and his mouth also is where the the sock puppet esqueness of it comes from in yeah. my mind. Like his lips are way more heavily detailed than any other part of his body. <laughs> I don't really, know why. more than they should be. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, so I, I, I'm so, hesitant to get too bogged down in the animation of this segment because if, if you've never seen the show. Go check it out for yourself. Um, oh, yes. We cannot do it justice, in... and it would take years for us to really delve into how much this looks like a Windows 95 screensaver. Oh, yes. And and the link, I will put the link in the uh, show notes so you guys can check it out there. Excellent. So, John, how do you think that we got to this point in the show? What do you think led up to it? Why is Donkey in a barrel if if he is in the barrel? like What, what the heck's happening? So... One of the beautiful things I, I think that coming at this from like the clip perspective, because this is not a part of like a whole episode that we went to like a certain minute of in you know in the episode. This is mm-hmm. just a clip that somebody that somebody sent us. Well, Robert sent us on YouTube from YouTube, and uh, and we have no idea where this is in in the show. This could be the end of the show. This could be the beginning of the show. Uh, it could even be the middle of the show. And I, I think what that means to me is that, you know, there's a world of possibilities here. For mm-hmm. instance, uh, is this the first minute of this show? Like, <laughs> like do kids just it's flick plausible. it on? Yeah. They, have, they have a theme tune and, you know, beginning credits and then bam, 
uh, cranky footing in space. <laughs> Donkey Kong is speaking from inside of a barrel, mm-hmm. and Diddy Kong is just floating around uh, in a in a much like much crappier hologram than than. He than seems to have Kong. a worse connection. Yeah, he does by he does. far. Well, it's because it's because uh, he has a tail, and that interferes with the signal. I I'm, I don't I'm know if that's racist, John, but. <laughs> I think in world it's probably racist. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But I don't. I don't mind. He's he's a he's a monkey. He's not an ape. It's fine. It's, it's not our world. One yeah. of the le- so. Uh, well, <laughs> what do you think then, John? How did how did they get here? What is your best guess? Okay, I think that Donkey Kong maybe fell asleep in a barrel and then okay. was trapped in there because he, this dude seems a little bit dense, like. Mm-hmm. Donkey Kong does not seem to understand how the world works, and he definitely seems like the sort of like surfer dude personality that I'm yeah. familiar with from the 90s that would result in eating a bunch of bananas and falling asleep in a barrel only to have <laughs> the bad guy come and like just steal him in there. The major question I want to ask you, Paul, is why the hell is Cranky sending a hologram of himself to Donkey Kong? They live in an island. I'm pretty sure it's like a designated, like, you know, it's not it's not a huge island as far as I can tell, no. uh, you know, from from memory, at least. In fact, you have to go to multiple ones in order to, you know, complete any good game. Uh, and and so why, why if Cranky Kong knows he has access that, you know, is able to send himself by hologram, why wouldn't mm-hmm. he just like. If he has levitation powers, get over there that way. Why doesn't he drive? I mean, they have to have cars <laughs> if they have... Uh, why doesn't he take... Uh, I mean, the transit system that everyone in on Donkey Kong Country has is, of course, the mining carts. True, and, which are yeah. they're efficient, if not safe. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So why, why, why does it need advanced space technology to communicate. So can you answer that for me, Paul? Well, he, here, here's my theory. I agree that Donkey probably fell asleep in a barrel. Uh, it, it's not really clear to me what the stakes are of the episode, though, so I'm not sure if, as you posited, the <laughs> villain of the piece sealed him in the barrel or if he just got stuck. I'm leaning a little more towards him just getting stuck. Uh, so my, <laughs> my theory is that Donkey Kong works in some sort of barrel delivery service, Okay. FedEx, but barrels. And um, he, his job is to push that button and fire the barrels out for delivery. And I think he got stuck, fell asleep, or maybe the other way around. And he has called both Cranky and Diddy on his crystal cell phone thing. Because I'm assuming they have some sort of cell phone technology if telegrams seem antiquated. Yes. And because, as is made perfectly clear, he does not understand what the physical limitations of a hologram are in interacting with <laughs> the environment. He thinks they'll just come and push the button to finish out his shift. I don't know how that's going to get him out of the barrel, but I'm pretty sure that's what he wants to have happen. So he doesn't get, I guess, fired from his barrel delivery job. Or like maybe when the rocket comes, it like pushes him out. Or... But I, it didn't really look like he was on or that near the conveyor belt, though. But maybe he was. We had, we had some weird camera angles here. Yeah, no, every camera angle, every. You, yep. You'd think that you'd think that having a plethora of camera angles would, in fact, you know, create more understanding of the scene. It, it doesn't. You, you'd be wrong. You would yeah, be very it, wrong. It does not. It does not help. Yeah. So, w- what do you think happens next then? 
Um, well, I think that uh, Diddy Kong believes so strongly he can press the button mm-hmm. that he, in fact, manifests, you know, a corporeal state of his hologram and is able to help Donkey Kong out. Or somebody else walks into the scene and is like, what's going on here? Why are you guys hologramming? Why is Donkey Kong trapped in a barrel? And then just presses the button and then, you know. But that, yeah, that's th- obviously... That's... One thing I can pretty much say for certain is I'm pretty sure that Donkey Kong coming to terms, like what really comes next is Donkey comes to terms with the fact that they can't press the button for him. And then, mm-hmm. and then commercial break. You know, that that's probably the most likely outcome... I'm thinking what could also happen, though, is that Donkey does not understand what's happening in the least, uh, and Cranky has to come physically to the delivery know, company and let Donkey out of the box just because he is he's too dumb. He doesn't get it. He keeps calling. He's like, no, you're here now. Just push the button. Uh, so... That's what I think happens, is Cranky just gets so fed up with the incessant he, phone calls that he comes... He a minecart across the island, yep. and then presses the button. Meanwhile, I mean, Diddy is still glitching out in the corner. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, Diddy's, Diddy's glitching out was kind of freaky. Also, why is Diddy also floating? Why is there floating inside, you know, with the... Like, it's one thing if the image is floating, but they are... Mm. Obviously, their legs are not touching the ground. Well, I think it's possible that... They were seated on some sort of vine rather than a chair. Okay. And in front of like this, the calling station. Okay. So okay, may- okay. maybe they call. I don't remember how the furniture works in this world too much, but maybe they were in a hammock doing the phone call. I do feel I like know. a hammock would feature heavily in this show. I feel like it would have to. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it'd be in like Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong, like uh, you know, Gilligan and and uh, Skipper sort of style. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, speaking of things that feature heavily in the show, though, I'm not sure if it's fair to ask you, John, what you think the show is about, but if you had to approach it a little bit from what we've seen here, as opposed to what you remember from your childhood viewing, what do you think this show's really about? I think I think it's about, uh, I think it's a, a, it's a classic uh, two crazy dudes and one straight guy, and the straight guy happens to be a really old man. You know, that's that's just, you know, comedy writing 101, right? Yeah, I don't... I mean, I don't that... remember the show well enough to say whether or not that's true, but that's a very plausible take on what this show's really about. I mean, <laughs> it's clear that Cranky Kong seems to know very advanced technology. True. And Donkey Kong and Diddy... Well, Diddy seems to have, like, wandered into a hologram... <laughs> Or projector of some hologram. Like he got stuck in a net in front of one, maybe. Exactly, like 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 dolphins. Um, <laughs> and yeah, wait, you're not haunted by dolphin holograms all the time. Um, no, <laughs> no, John, I am not haunted by dolphin holograms all the time. No, but uh, the and so yeah, so he just wanders in like an idiot, and then Donkey Kong, he doesn't even fundamentally understand it so much so that like we get this nice little PSA segment where, mm-hmm. where, where we all learn about, you know, the physical limitations of holograms. Um, you know, and, and I, I hope that you're pretty close to correct here. What I really want this show to be about is uh, pretty similar. Just mm-hmm. every episode 
Donkey Kong gets trapped on some sort of adventure based fundamentally on his misunderstanding of how technology works. <laughs> and then Cranky and Diddy come in and explain to him that, hey, that's not how this works. Barrels do not collapse when you wake up, or that's not how holograms function. And uh, it always ends with a musical number explaining, hey, kids at home, that's why holograms can't push buttons. So what you're proposing is like a French-Canadian CGI uh, Mr. Rogers based around uh, the classic Nintendo intellectual property Donkey Kong Country. Is what you're saying. Exactly. Yes, I want that very much. I mean, I my favorite episode is actually when Donkey Kong goes to the Crown Factory and learns how crowns are made. So yeah, so I basically it, it sounds right to me. It sounds the same. I don't know if what you just said was a joke or not, John, because I haven't <laughs> seen as much of the show. But I'm, I'm going to take it as truth. So based on um, based on everything that we've seen and what you remember, do you recommend the show to listeners at home? Um recommend um <laughs> i feel like i feel like if we do this from like a good movie bad movie bad it's good movie mm -hmm. perspective like this is kind of so bad it's good like it, it there is a wealth of material we could have done like we could actually have turned a, a podcast out simply about like every minute of the show you made it to certainly the end. true we'll be because of how week to do it all again. insanely Tell colorful and weird well and terrifying sure everything is minute, uh in just trying to entertain kids and teach them about the basic physical limitations of holograms <laughs> um and possibly other things i'm pretty sure bananas feature heavily as well yeah they, um, they seem to from i mean the they dialogue. did they did from this minute i believe banana yeah. is probably the second most used word uh, in the entire song, and we did not see a single banana. Um, Do you think the barrels were full of bananas? I, I mean, I assume so. I think when you hit a barrel in Donkey Kong, does Diddy come out? Wait, I forgot. Like, lives in Donkey Kong Country are like Diddy are and Donkey Diddy Kong barrels? Inside, inside of barrels. So if you're playing as Diddy, mm. then when you smash open a barrel... Donkey Kong comes out, and when you smash maybe, open... Maybe that's why Diddy's signal was so bad, is because he was split up in little wait, wait, pieces wait, wait, wait. between all those barrels. I'm, I'm just now realizing something, Paul. Tell me. Could all of those be clones of Donkey Kong? Could this be, like, the Donkey Kong cl clone factory? Whoa, that's where all the extra lives come from? Exactly, and so this is just another clone of Donkey Kong that's somehow, like, either hallucinating or, you know... Donkey Kong just died a gruesome death and they need his backup, but he can't break out without somebody like opening the barrel somehow. And, and they've created this intricate rocket system to be able to break him out. That is a game changing thought, John, that we <laughs> unfortunately don't have time to get no, into. No, we don't, but it, it makes you think. Wow. It does yeah. make you think. <laughs> well, I don't know what it makes me think, but I, I do recommend this show on my end. Yeah, uh, I think it's a good two to three beer watch an episode with a couple of people endeavor. Uh, I, I don't think it's on my list to rewatch or start no. watching. I, I don't I feel, think I've ever seen a whole episode. I feel like binging this show would result in some sort of like severe trauma, like <laughs> <laughs> some sort me of mental break, mental break. Yes, yes, it would it would create a schism. 
between you and and your your faculties or at so, least yeah. you and your immediate family if <laughs> nothing else yes all right it, well that's it needs its own psa yeah. song <laughs> We'll come up with one for the next episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So since we've pretty much wrapped up our thoughts on this amazing minute of Donkey Kong footage, uh, I I wanted to transition into a a new segment that I think we're going to call Thanks But No Thanks, which is where we um, take a moment to thank someone who has sent us a recommendation for a minute that we unfortunately cannot use. In this case, an anonymous user has sent us a recommendation for a minute from uh, the TV show The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which sounds like a great minute to do an episode on. But unfortunately, John, we're both pretty familiar with that show, so we can't really in good conscience come on and say, here's our hot take on it. Here's what we think's happening when we we pretty much know what's happening. I mean, I, I literally just watched a lot of the first season just to remember what it was like before watching all of the third season. So like, yeah. yeah, no, a little too familiar. So, it is so to anonymous listener at home. Thanks, but no thanks. We cannot use it. Uh, if you are interested in sending us your own minute for us to review, you can use the web form on our website. Uh, what is the website, John? Minutepodcast.com? Theminutepodcast.com. The Great. So you can uh, use the web form there to send us your own minute. You can email us at theminutepodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at MinutePod. This week, we have a very big thank you to Robert again for sending us another great minute. These have both been great. I think this is the second one he sent in. Yes. And uh, thank you to Liz Foe for our first iTunes review, which is very exciting. It is. Yeah, if you want to support the podcast for some reason, you could also go to iTunes and write us a review or review it somewhere else. Uh, wherever fine podcasts are downloaded not like fine podcasts but fine podcasts yeah, wherever yeah, you yeah. can find those fine good enough podcasts. yeah wherever good enough podcasts can be found stumbled upon great uh, this episode as always was hosted by John Ward and me Paul Reberg it was produced by John Ward with theme music by Paul Reberg that's all for this week we'll be back next week with another listener recommended minute alright bye